Welcome to the Prime People Podcast, where we cover all things that got us to where we are today, our team building strategies, the marketing and sales tips that we've learned through thousands of transactions, productivity tips, ways to really just hold yourself accountable to accomplishing what you want to accomplish, and all things content creation, personal development, and not to mention we have some of the best guests on the planet. Um, you know, I know we met years ago when I walked into the coffee shop and got Americano and was shocked at how good it was. Not because I didn't think you guys made good Americanos, I'm just used to popping in random coffee shops and grabbing my coffee and going. Um, so whenever I taste something somewhere that is excellent, I want to get to know the people behind it. And, you know, not from a standpoint of sales or business, literally, I'm just curious, right? You know, how did you get into coffee? How come you're so passionate about it? And what led you to where you guys are at today? Um, we developed a friendship over the years just because I was selling your neighbor's house and just coming in on a frequent basis while I was working this market. I, I really respect watching what you guys have done here um, over the years and you're just, your work ethic, like I've come in in early mornings and you opened the door for me when I was fishing. <laughs> you're here early, you're here at the end of the day. Um, so we'll put you on our platform. Our audience needs to know who you are. So give us the, you know, Spider-Man origin story, you got bit by a spider, you're obsessed with coffee, why and how did you start the business? It's like, I don't even know if it was exactly like that. Like yeah. We, um, I've always liked coffee, just um, I like being caffeinated, so. Yeah. And I'm a pretty high strung person, likes to get things done, so I do drink a lot of coffee. Um, but when we were, so we were in Bayfield doing a different type of business, and at the time we were sort of getting involved with like tourism. Okay and just curiosity about what was happening in the area. Yeah. And there was a lot of buzz about like, oh, these people are planting grapes. Like there could be wineries coming and like, oh, there's like, I think this person's like brewing coffee or, or not brewing coffee, brewing beer. Yeah, yeah. Like I think they're brewing beer like at their farm and like, um, oh, I think another brewery might like like happen, you know, 25 minutes from here. C4, like we're talking yeah, different so, like, areas. Yeah, so like all this, like all these rumors and like buzz was like slowly building. And mind you at the time, nothing hardly even stayed open in the winter yeah like it was like pretty quiet and it was in the fall that we were having these conversations and it was like what do we need in bayfield yeah. and it's like well we need a coffee shop that stays open all year because some of us work here all year and you know we want to go get a coffee yeah. so first of all we need a coffee shop that is open all year um secondarily what fits in with those like those tourism things like wineries and breweries, like what sort of is aligned with that that would be a good business model? And it was like, well, what about like coffee roasting? Yeah. And then it was like, well, what would it take to do that? So we have a couple of business partners that do other stuff. And some of them, like one of them spent some time researching, like an, a night researching. And the next day is like, I think we can do this. Yeah. Like, I think I found a coffee roaster that we could like we could do this, like we could try like it. Like an actual machine? Like a little machine, yeah. like a little okay. two pound. Yeah. That we could learn on. Yeah, like a home, basically a home roaster. And then you gotta source beans to yeah. start playing around, like mad scientists almost? Yeah, so yeah. that fall we bought it from the States and we brought in some coffee beans. Okay. And Where were the first coffee beans from? The first ones we used were similar to what we, well like the same origin as what we're using in our okay. espresso. So we were using um, some Peruvian beans. We were using some Ethiopian beans. Okay. Um, our, like a Guatemala. We yeah. started trying some Guatemala beans. We were trying to do something really dark. So we were using a bean, like a, a fair trade organic from Guatemala at the okay. time. That actually, like one of the roasters in the States that we were talking to 
for some advice was like, oh, that's our light roast. And I was like, oh, damn, that's our dark roast. <laughs> I was like, oh, do you need to grind coffee? Yeah, go ahead. This, this is what happens when you're running a successful guys. business. It's all good. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so dark roast. So, uh, anyways, aside from that, we spent a winter just playing with the roaster yeah. and roasting beans. And, like, by early spring, yeah. we were, like, fairly confident that it was good coffee. Okay. Now, mind you, we had also drank a ton of it ourselves. Yeah. And, like, everything that we were doing, because Sean was never a big coffee drinker, was sort of catered to my flavor, like, yeah. my flavor profile. So I was like, well, this tastes good. Yeah. Like, I like this. And I was like, ooh, I really like this. And with the espresso, like, we didn't even have an espresso machine when we started. Okay. So that spring, we got our first um, wholesale client, yep. which was Beans Bistro in Concordia. Okay. And they were using, yeah, and so they were using a coffee, I think, out of Guelph. Yeah. And we brought up some samples, because we're like, okay, let's just see, like, what just the market's knock. like. Yeah, basically doorknock. Yeah. yeah, walked in and was like, here, what, what coffee, coffee are you trying? Yeah. Try these and see, like, yep. what you think. And they messaged us back and they were like, yeah, can we put in an order? Awesome. And we were like, holy crap, like we gotta, like we're actually a business now. Like we gotta figure out what we're doing here. Yep. And it kind of rolled from there. And we just started picking up clients. We moved the shop from around the corner to the front. Mm -hmm. We bought another little roaster to try to um, accommodate our wholesale orders. Yep. And then because we Because it grows, right? It like grows, you do yeah. good business with people, you, you deliver on what you promise you're yeah. gonna deliver on. And I mean, it, it comes to an odd place sometimes where like you become in such demand that you're getting so many orders and you yeah. don't want to say no. How did you balance that out? Because I know sometimes like in all businesses, supply and demand, like if you don't have enough product, but the orders are there, mm -hmm. how did you navigate that? It was, I mean, we had a couple stressful summers. Yeah. Yeah, we really did because what we were using was not enough. It, it was enough. We met, we met our orders yep. and we managed to fulfill the cafe here, like with our own coffee. But you guys but it were was working. Long hours. No pun intended. You were grinding to yeah. get it done, right? Like, like I mean, day in, yeah. day out, like early mornings, Sean would be here late at night. Okay. Like we lived at the time across the street. Yeah. So like we'd go home and eat. He'd come back to work till like 11. Yeah. We'd get up and open. We didn't and you're even thinking have a about lot beans at night. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get it done, right? And at, and it's a weird balance because like growth yeah. is growth in business is interesting because there comes a time where you financially have to make decisions that you may not that you may not know what the outcome will be. Yeah. So it can be like we need a bigger roaster and we need more staff. Does like the money that we're bringing in does that make sense to make yeah. that investment? And same with the espresso machine. But then it's like you're not going to grow without those investments. So you have to spend the money to make the extra money, you know what I mean, like to grow. So it's a weird, it's a scary thing in business. One thing I was going to point out, and I love hearing you guys say that because we wrap a lot of tenants that are in business mm -hmm. and we get people that call us and they're like, hey, like we're in a thousand square feet now, we want 10. Mm -hmm. Like they're nervous because they're like, well, we're tripling our lease payments, right? Or like, what does that look like? And out of the gate, the first thing I say is when you're coming at it with that attitude, you're going to be okay because yeah. yeah. you're scrappy, like worst case scenario you know, you'll dial back your expenses and you'll yeah. figure it out. The people I really worry about are the ones that call us for consults and are like, we're gonna grow so fast, the yeah. business is gonna roll in the door, we're not even gonna have to worry about it, and they, they grow too fast and then they they bottom out, right? And it is a long game in the sense that, you know, you created a really cool product, 
you have good relationships with people. You did one of my favorite things, which is just going out and then giving something for free. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, I'm like, especially in real estate too, like in our world, and I don't really want to talk about real estate, but a lot of times, like my first year, I just went and partnered with people and did stuff for free mm-hmm. for them just so that I could learn. And a lot of people nowadays are just like, well, don't do anything for free. You hold value. Yeah, you do. But at the same time, like you got to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. But then the next step that comes once you develop a business plan and you're getting through and you're getting your orders is that investment. And like I, I didn't see anything on the back end. The story of this thing, I do know what it took to get it. And I watched you guys and I was like, it was almost like me watching a, a movie series waiting for it to show up. Oh, it's crazy. But that, this thing's a beast in terms of, you know, taking you guys to that next level. So what, like what point did you make the decision to jump in and buy the 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 monster machine that you have now. We had just got through the summer, two summers ago, so not last summer, the summer before. We had just completed that summer with our, like basically roasting five pounds a batch. Okay. And we were just beat. Yeah. And I was like, listen, we have grown, like our numbers have grown. We're supporting like, you know, two or three more staff per summer than we ever have before. We increased our traffic from our move to a bigger location by like 80%, like the two years before that or three years before that. This is a big jump. Totally. It's a big space, right? Yeah. And I was like, let's just do it. Yeah. And then we just like before, (laughs) it's just the same but different, right? You figure it out. It's like, you'll figure it out. Um, But there's a lot of challenges, you know, to having like, it's not even a big machine. Yeah. Like it is in in roasting, in the roasting world, it's still a small intimate cafe sized yep. machine but you still have to do venting and getting it here the permitting process and, and everything the, everything the, the state yeah. and like our friend like thank goodness for Bayfield because everybody supports each other and works together and like the day it was delivered you know like Bayfield Tree Services dad brought his like what was it a skid steer yeah. to uh, like a high hoe yeah. to take it off of our friend's truck who had actually taken the delivery at their brewery so actually get it because in, yeah. we couldn't take the delivery here on the main because yeah. we didn't have um, like tailgate service. Oh, Luckily, okay. he was able to take it off the truck. So it came in like on the high ho and like swung into the door and it's like, oh my oh, gosh, wow. this is crazy. But, That's madness. But it it's just, crazy. yeah, the whole thing was an adventure. And then, yeah, using it. But after that summer, we we're like, we have to make a decision. And this is one thing that I, was talking to a class of business students and they asked us a similar question like how did we take that leap and you do like yes you have to do a lot of stuff for free we do events all the time that don't like you don't make a ton of money on doing events you're doing it for promo and yep. you hope that it brings people in the door after you're like fact. meeting people right like it you literally mean, yeah. go there to meet people and if something Networking. comes to it great if it doesn't whatever right yeah totally and it was like if we took our like say we gave ourselves an hourly wage or Sean had a roasting wage and then we put a price on the coffee that reflected it, we'd be making like minus $10 yeah. a pound or something. For sure. And it was like, this doesn't make sense. Like we cannot work 14 hours a day to sell pounds of coffee. You know, yeah. we have to make that jump and, and make an investment and then, you know, have shorter, like a little bit shorter days and a quality of life. Because that's the whole point of living in Bayfield and having a business is to enjoy it. You get a beautiful, like one of the most beautiful yeah. places in the world. I mean, I was talking to Gio and we were shooting some B-roll of the beaches and yeah. it looks like Costa Rica today. Like that's an aqua blue, like it's so pretty. But you can get caught up in it where you're doing every little thing 
and you've got to step back. And it's funny because you guys are at that stage now too where your staff's growing. One of my clients' kids worked for you for a summer, loved it. And I mean, you guys giving up a little bit of that control gives you a little bit more of that personal freedom. But then at the same time, because of the type of people you are, I'm sure when you're in those creative spaces and you're enjoying the beach or in the water, whatever, you get ideas. You can't yeah. stop thinking about business. Like when I paddleboard, I always come back and I grab a notepad and I just write stuff down because it just it gives you the breathing space to, to see where the business is going to go because you know proof of concept it works you guys have a great client base and you know your, your staff you trust implicitly which is not something a lot of people can say so it's kind of it gives you that ability to step back and plan where you're going to go from here right and i guess one thing i want i was curious about that i want my audience to know is you have the retail location so you're located in bayfield if you're ever in bayfield you need to come in here and try all of the candy they have everything you had when you were a kid um, the coffee and the gelato is amazing. We did the gelato at that open house the one time and yeah. it went off really well. That's the retail component of it. Um, you have the store now, um, which you moved that around for the last time I was here. That's a great showpiece. You guys have great products. Um, the wholesale is a component of the business too, right? Where retailers can pick you guys up. Like if there's retailers yeah. around or people wanting to buy wholesale, they can reach out to you and they can pick Absolutely. up your product. Absolutely. And we have restaurants and we do bed and breakfast and offices and okay breweries and yeah all over all over yeah so that's an action item for you guys if you're watching this and you're looking for a good coffee that you want to carry it's an easy layup you can uh, find these guys online i'm curious if you're going to send somebody to come find you where's the best place is it instagram is it facebook is it your website anywhere is fine like lots of people instagram yeah. message us and facebook message us but you can go on our yeah. website and just email us Instagram's a great way to get a hold of them. They actually DM that right back pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I was in here, I'd always show them a little bit of love. So I'm asking you guys to do the same. If you ever come here, please just take the time to give them a shout out and a mention online. You know, life is about people, helping people. They've been absolutely wonderful to me and my entire team every time we're up here. So I just wanted to thank you guys and I'm excited to see uh, what you thanks. do from here on. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks. it's all good. John, <laughs> pleasure.